Welcome to Your Brain On by Salience Learning. I'm Karen Foster. And I'm Krista Gerhard. Hello, everyone. Our topic today is around the complexity of capabilities with my partner and friend, Kim Portland. Kim? Hi, everybody. I come from a pharma background of almost 20 years working specifically in medical affairs. So prior to joining Salience Learning, I was a client of Salience Learnings. So in some of my global medical excellence roles, I had the opportunity to do a lot of capability building, a lot of capability model development, and I ended up finding Salience through my own need to hire somebody to work in this area. So after I had an opportunity to work with them and they impressed me over time, I decided to join them. So we're really excited today to talk to you about capability models and how they can really provide value to your organization. So I know when I used to work in pharma, I'm not sure I completely understood what a capability was. Um, And I must admit, I always thought that capability, competency, skill, and probably some other stuff were all probably the same thing. I hate to admit that now, um, but I think they really got get jumbled in a lot of people's minds in terms of what they are. So I already shared that I used to get mixed up between competencies and capabilities. So I'm curious to hear more from you, Krista, about how do they relate to each other and how do we identify them? Absolutely. So as you have probably seen in our industry, in our particular functional area within HR and learning and development, there's been a strong shift and trend in our marketplace to really evaluate our competencies and and think through whether or not we need to transition to capabilities. Now, competencies refer to a person's current state. And it really revolves around having the knowledge and skills necessary to perform a specific job. Whereas capabilities are a set of actions which learners can apply across business situations. So let's think about what that means in real world. Leading professionals indicate that competencies are really those set of skills that help us to perform the job that we do today. But given our evolving and rapidly changing marketplace, we need to be a little bit more future focused and think about a broader set of capabilities, which really are comprised of sets of actions, which learners can apply across business situations. So when we think about the impact of COVID-19 and we think about the need to reskill and upskill our workforces, capabilities are a great example of how to overcome that, uh, that rapid shift in the marketplace, that reskilling and upskilling. Now, We'll walk you through an example, which kind of brings this to life a little bit more. When we think about the skill of cutting vegetables, there's a couple things that we need to identify before we can jump in and just cut that onion. So a skill is normally a set of steps executed, which works when the inputs, the setting, the circumstances of the skill stays the same. You can cut tomatoes, cucumbers, even basil, with any knife, a paring knife, a chef's knife, a butter knife. At the end of the day, the input, the context, the setting, you're a cook in a kitchen cutting a piece of food. That skill is able to be executed in a very specific setting. Now let's look at when we transfer the same action of cutting to a different setting, to a different set of tools to a different outcome that we want to achieve. When the context changes too drastically, like vegetables to tree, 
knife to chainsaw, the skill doesn't transfer easily. And that transfer is what occurs when learners really apply the skills they have learned to a new situation or context. Capabilities are the key to that ability to transfer. So in summary, if we look at the difference between competencies and capabilities, we really characterize competencies as those skills that are really applicable to a narrow situation. The items that we need to educate learners to be able to do the job today. Whereas capabilities really help us to transcend the situation, to transfer knowledge and skills to new contexts, to enable organizations to be more future thinking. So both are necessary, competencies and capabilities. But when we think about the evolving world that we live in, in life sciences, capabilities need to be the key to enable our home office, field professionals, to really stay ahead of the trends and to be able to upskill and reskill in the different types of situations they may be facing in the future. I think that's really helpful background, Krista, because when I think about the why, you know, why are capability models so important now? And I think there's three main reasons why we're hearing about them so much now, and it's the world around us. It's the fast-paced environment. The environment is constantly changing and we're all required to operate very cross-functionally. There's so many scientific and technological innovations that the life sciences industry constantly has to be on the forefront of. The world around us is constantly changing. Nothing has ever, I think, impacted all of us and highlighted the need to be able to adapt to change as much as COVID has. And then we all operate in a cross-functional environment. We need to exchange information, we need to collaborate. And the capabilities are basically like your superpower. It equips you to handle all of these situations. So that's really why I think we're hearing a lot more these days about capability models is because they really help set you up for the future. So Krista, why don't you tell us a little bit more about the benefits of the capability models and how it can help the learners and the organizations? Absolutely. So when we work with clients, we see this every single day. There's, there's a reason why an organization initiates either the refinement or the build of a capability model. And oftentimes it starts with the learner itself. There is a gap in their ability to identify what the desired future state might look like for their organization. They're recognizing that situations are changing around them. Their learners are not yet caught up to those situations. And in a lot of ways, similar to what Kim had just described, they're looking for a blueprint for a way to support the development of their people. And the first step really is around identifying the desired future state for that individual and the associated capabilities that we need to work on to be able to get to that desired future state. So one of you know, the, the key benefits is really enabling the organization to identify and resolve the development gaps that enable us to be more successful enable individuals to understand how they might advance their career by working on specific capabilities, identifying the proficiency levels needed. Um, it gives them basically an outlook for what they need to do and how they need to get there. Now, what about for the organization? So I hear it seems like there's a lot of benefits for the learner themselves. Why should an organization, besides their focus on the learner, invest in this? What benefits does it have for the organization itself? This is another great benefit. You know, we, we've had quite a few strategy sessions and planning meetings with our clients who are transitioning into 2022. 
and looking to identify opportunities to get ahead of their initiatives in the next year. One of the ways capability models can really help them is that it informs the professional development plans of their people, right? So if you're evaluating somebody at the year end against their capabilities and you know, analyzing where they are in their ability to demonstrate those capabilities, you can help them take accountability for what their professional development might look like. In addition to that, capability models also really help to inform almost the, the talent management planning and hiring strategies, right? If, if we identify that today our particular team has skill set and knowledge base A, but we need to transition to skill set and knowledge base C, we need to figure out a path to get there. Or we need to evaluate if our current people or our future people that we hire are coming to the table with those select set of capabilities that we want to fill for the future. So another great you know, benefit for a capability model is it, its ability to inform the strategy of not only professional development, but talent management strategies. And often, you know, I, I think that there's a lot of benefits for the present. Often when clients come to us, it's all about the future. It's setting their organization and their learners up for future success. From what we've seen with clients, it really helps the organization improve their adaptability to change, kind of related back to those three main components we were talking about, about why we need capability models. It helps basically give the superpowers for your learners to set them up for the future and can help enhance the engagement in the organization. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Brain On. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Krista Gerhard. And I'm Karen Foster. And we'll see you next time.